Hey, everybody, you're listening to NC Shop Talk brought to you by NC Carpet Binding. I'm your host, Mal Mayer. If you want to learn from some of the most innovative people in the industry and laugh a ton, then this show is for you. So let's get started. Hey, everybody, welcome back to NC Shop Talk. Our next guest is a ton of fun, full of energy, enthusiasm, and from what I could see, has a genuine love for life. You can't miss it on the phone. You can't miss it on social media or wherever you see him. Watching his Instagram story over the years, he could always make me laugh, and he's got a great outlook on life. I knew for sure that I liked him a whole lot when I saw him rally up truckloads of humanitarian relief for the west coast of Florida after Hurricane I and Ian tore through there last year. They filled up their trucks with thousands of dollars worth of food, shampoo, soap, school supplies, clothing, and trucked it down there. What got us chatting on Instagram recently was that his central air conditioning system um, being broken down and not being able to swing a whole new system. Never a whiner, never complaining, just trying to solve the issues without breaking the bank. We went on to discuss our latest couple of podcasts and the whole premise of, do I expand my shop? How to expand my shop? Need a helper, not need a helper, need a professional hand? Etc. Our next guest fits the bill to a T as someone who really wants to grow, is going through the fears of it all, the growing pains of it all, and through the exact same thing that many of you are. And that's why he's here today. NC Shop Talk welcomes in small business owner, aspiring to be bigger, better, and more profitable, Corbin Boland of Florida Boy Customs out of High Springs, Florida. Corbin, welcome to the show. Thanks, Mal. Appreciate it. That was uh, that was pretty good. I uh, I really appreciate that. Of course, you're welcome, buddy. Now I'm gonna let everybody know, and I, you know, I try not to embarrass people on the show, but I'm gonna embarrass them right off the get go. Corbin's really nervous. <laughs> He's acting all fidgety. He's bouncing around. You gotta stop bouncing around. It's gonna make noise. And then on top of that, he's got this weird look on his face. So I asked him, "What's the matter with you?" He goes, "I'm nervous." And I started laughing. You're the most outgoing person. Like on social media, put yourself out there. You do Canadian voices and everything else. What's there to be nervous about? Dude, you know, I actually hate doing all of that. I feel, I feel so weird when I do it. It's, it's the worst. I just make it look like- Fish out of water? Yes, 100%. Every time I'm a one take, one take wonder. I will never, I've never looked at any videos I've ever done and I've only ever done one, recorded it and that's it. Go on, moving on to the next one. Really? Right. Yeah. If I mess up on the wordage, I know I do it. I'm like, eh, it's all right. It is what it is. Keep on going. All right. Well, there's an old adage. If you're not learning, you're losing. But it's more than that, right? I mean, you have to have an attitude of openness, being open to criticism, change, help, being coachable. That's all part of growth. Yes? Oh, yes. 100%. 100%. If you don't have anybody telling you that you're doing something wrong, then you're doing something wrong. Over and over again. Over and over again, probably. <laughs> All right. So you're kind of feel like, I mean, you're definitely an open person. You're an open book. A couple of times we've chatted on Instagram and, um, you know, you're really like, you know, Mal, I really want to improve here. I really want to do this. And over the years, I didn't forget that. And we were, I guess, like I told you, chatting recently. And I said, you know what? He'd be a perfect third guest on this topic. I really was going to put it to bed. Uh, and when we were talking, you know, about a week or so ago, a week and a half, it, it just clicked and you know, sent you the message and you said yes to coming on, which is cool. So, um, you know, thanks for coming with me. 
Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Anytime we can talk business and upholstery and all that stuff, man, that stuff's that's that's my gig. That's that's my jam. I love I love business. I love I love owning a business. I love growing business. I like learning about business. And then upholstery is just just that's just cool stuff in itself. So I've I've come to terms that I've called myself now a a business owning craftsman. <laughs> well, a lot of times you get caught into reading, listening, listening, reading, learning, um, getting advice, taking advice. But more than anything else, you know, you just got to strap your balls on and go. So if you have an idea and you believe in it, that's like 80% of it. It really is. And if it really is. someone that doesn't follow through, don't bother. But I don't see you're that type of person. And, you know, most of it is just going for it. And you're the type of person you wear your heart on your sleeve. Want to get better and the openness to learning. Um, that's all there. And you don't hide that. Why are you so transparent in who you are and in a way put yourself out there? Like, why are you putting yourself out there so much on social media? And if someone asks you a question, you really just answer it, even sometimes to your detriment. I mean, everyone out there is going through struggles. And I figure if everyone out there is going through struggles, everyone else has a hard day. Hey, guess what? You're not the only one out there. I do. We do. Everyone does. And if you don't, you're a liar. And I think we're all going this. I feel like society, honestly, I really do feel like a society, like when people do business with other people, we have, especially in this country, like this Amazon almost way of going about doing business with people. We expect it tomorrow. We expect it for this and that. And I don't know, I just find business is so much better when there's so much more personality with it. All right. Well, let's go back to the beginning and then we can jump into everything. Tell us about your shop, how it was founded, um, you know, what led you there? So really, I mean, it really goes back to like, the beginning, the beginning, when I graduated high school, I went to um, Universal Technical Institute in Orlando. Um, I went to the Ford FACT program there. I got, there's 15 certifications for Ford. I got 13 of the 15. The only ones I didn't get are the transmission ones. They didn't offer transmissions there for whatever reason. Um, but one of my, my AC teacher, he had a 1966 Corvette, um, and he did all the upholstery on it. And I remember just sitting in that car like, man, this is, this is cool. He was like, I would, I'll never do that again. That was the worst thing I've ever done. I'm like, I don't know, man, like this, this is pretty cool. Like I could, I could get into this. And then kind of going forward, I was a tech. I quit my job as a tech and a whole bunch of things. Ended up, needed a job, found it on Craigslist, found an upholstery shop. I worked there a year, but it was just like a basic, it was an upholstery shop. We did, you know, buy here, pay here, cars, repairs, leather kits, stuff like that. So mm -hmm. I basically did everything in that shop except for sew. I never sewed one time in that shop. I worked there a year, kind of felt like I wasn't using my 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 schooling for what I should be. And Yeah, you weren't learning enough. Yeah. And there was not enough hands-on. You're probably holding you down so you didn't turn around well, and leave you, and compete against them. Yeah, we got, we like, we, I, it was just, it was just a bad place. Like it was literally me and another guy and he was the quote unquote shop foreman 
but the man was never there. Like he'd be sick all the time and just not there. So I'd be there by myself all the time doing all the work. Ended up getting a $3 an hour raise. We had just had our second child. Um, just decided that my wife was going to stay at home and hang out with the kids and be a stay-at-home mom. And man, I heard God tell me to start a poster shop. And I was like, all right, cool, let's do it. And I found a sewing machine. It was an industrial Singer furniture machine. It was at my old shop that I worked at. It was under new ownership. Uh, I bought that for 500 bucks. I found a building, um, like a warehouse building right here next to my house. And I rented that place, got that sewing machine, and started just hustling, man. Just going out to anywhere and everywhere and dealerships and everywhere and trying to gather up business. First year, I, first year or two, I, <laughs> it was more like a, I worked in a storage unit because my wife was doing furniture at the time, too. And she was painting furniture and selling furniture and stuff like that. And so I was like, we had tons of furniture in there and then I was trying to do upholstery and gone from there never sewing started sewing on that and just just doing it kept working yeah just right. kept working and kept learning now your shop now it's you and Brent correct yes yes okay as best you can and my wife now she works here now too you're talking about that uh, yep. two weeks ago she wasn't even now she's there okay so yep. your wife and Brent as best you can give us the roles and how the shop work gets done all right, so my wife has taken over. She's now doing all the office work. So she handles all the estimates, invoicing, parts ordering, um, anything that has to do with the office, bill paying, all that stuff, she keeps me out of here now. So I love that because I don't like the office work. I'm and that gives you time to do what you're supposed it to do. gives me time to actually do the crafts. So yeah. I would. I don't consider myself a, like a master craftsman at, at any point moment or time I guess you could say I'm more like a the shop foreman and I would technically be the 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 master craftsman of the shop but I am by no far anywhere a master um or lead how about lead lead technician something like that and okay. and then Brent would be I've really got him at really like an apprentice he's really good at sewing um we're still working on system and processes to make sure everything comes out faster at a better production rate. And then fab work, you know, he's, he's, he has, he's, he doesn't have the fab work and the carpentry work. So we're, we're going to, we're learning on, we're learning on that and moving towards that to turn him into a master fab guy or a master upholsterer. Okay. Okay. So, I want to be clear on what my goal is for this podcast. And I've kind of told Corbin before we started going live here about him being fully open and, you know, it's to get you to open up fully and in a way, make yourself vulnerable. Are you up for that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And he told me that too, but I want to set this up the right way. Corbin took an interest in our last two podcasts. First of which we had Jonathan Goolsby from Goolsby Customs, world renowned. Jonathan described how he went from a one-man shop to expanding his workforce and growing it into a world-renowned builder. In our last episode, the Hagri and I debated and discussed shop growth, the need for a helper versus skilled hire versus doing nothing and standing pat and not growing and everything in between. You messaged me about it and basically said it struck a chord and resonated with you. 
and that you're in a position right now where you're faced with being maxed out with duties and no time. Yeah. Tell us how you feel before your wife came in, because that's kind of ruining the episode. Thanks for that. Tell us how you feel when you're maxed out and your shop needs help. What were you feeling before you brought your wife in to take some of the uh, duties? Oh, defeated, really, because it's just too much. It's just too much for one person to handle. Like, I mean, the 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 the, the saying "chicken with your head cut off" is is perfect because I mean, you can try to structure. There's just not enough time in the day. I mean, you know, I just had this conversation actually with a customer the other day, and um, having to do with his vehicle and stuff. Um, time, time is my currency. Like when it comes to doing these interiors, money doesn't really matter. Time is the true currency because all these jobs, they take time and it right. takes so a month. Takes your wife, months. your wife is a non-skilled in this industry, non-skilled helper. She's helping right. with office stuff, things that, you know, take gobs of time. Yeah, the business side of this stuff right. it takes gobs of time calls ordering invoicing the whole shoot and match and especially nowadays paperwork filing I, I this is not a five minute task so what, no what's your normal day you told me before you wake up at four so give me the rest of your day so i mean i wake up at four you know eat, eat my eat my oatmeal my oatmeal's already set out my clothes are already set out get ready for the gym go to the gym leave the gym at about 6 30 i leave the gym at 6 30 get home take a cold shower get the kids ready for school Take the kids to school, and then I'm here at about eight o two, and then it goes. What it was going was it would go right into all right, you know, uh, we got estimates to send out. We got to order this. We got to find parts for this job that's in here. Um, and then while you're doing that, uh, Joey walks in in here and he's got a question on an estimate so then we stop whatever we're doing and we got to go walk look out at joey's car and give him an estimate okay cool and then well actually now joey actually he wanted to get scheduled in so now we got to do that so then we get back to well now we got to we got to order his materials now so let's just put that on the list over here of the on the things to do here and um and then that turns into you know till it's a snowball two. effect it's a snowball effect and then yeah. especially when you're by yourself yeah, when you're by yourself, and then you're lucky if you can get one or two hours on a car. Right, because Brent's not going to help you with running your business. No, but then- Just it, handed the keys to the car for him on that aspect. Right, and then- you on your own. Still, he has his own. He's got, you know, he's got questions too. Yeah. And I've started to help with the questions on, on the employee side, where we now do, like, um, morning meetings. So we have a morning meeting every single day. I go over his day, everything that he needs to do that day. So, like, I can keep his questions down to a minimum. We'll go over everything he needs to do. If he's got a job that even he has questions on how to do the job, we hash it out. Boom, 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 boom. If you have a question on one of them, you hit me up with one of the questions. But overall, I even keep those questions down to a minimum because, I mean, decision fatigue is real. And, you know, I try to keep, my decisions and distractions because I got extreme ADHD. So I got to keep my distractions down because you're getting pulled it, in a million directions. Yeah. So when you get pulled too much. It's just when were you finishing your day? When were you done and heading home to go eat, shower, be with the family? Seven. Okay. So by the time you actually see your family, how far is the house from the shop? 
seven miles. So I, I don't got. I don't have a far drive. Maybe yeah, you're there in like 10, 15 minutes. minutes. So fifteen would be long. Okay, ten minutes. By the time you shower, get cleaned up, the whole shoot match, seven thirty on a normal day, seven forty-five on a bad one, and exactly. And then we can probably once a week probably for the kids to get asleep because you have to work late. Yep. Okay. You haven't eaten yet. You no. Help with homework. Nope. You haven't hugged your wife. Nope. You haven't done, you know, you haven't done anything other than from work. four to eight is your routine. And you go to the gym, you can cut that out and add that to your work schedule. But that, still, you know, you're done at eight o'clock at night. Yeah. Okay. Doesn't leave you a whole heck of a lot of time to organize your shop, keep it clean, make it look good. And uh, so bringing your wife in to help is a huge help. Huge. Taking the clerical work, phones, paperwork off your slate, off your plate. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Just okay. Having that assistant was, is is amazing. It's been it's been about a week now because we talked about this about ten days ago. I she's mean, been here. She's been here now for since the start of summer. Okay. Well, that's weird because you told me she wasn't there yet. Maybe I'm going back to older. You're going back to the older one, right? I said yeah. she was she was getting ready to come. How about that? You guys first week to come early. That first week or so, did you get a relief right away a little bit or no? Oh, yes. So we immediate. You got an immediate helper. Yes, and you got to pay her too because she quit her job. Yes, I got to pay her. Which you got to pay her. So this is not a free because it's his wife. Everybody, no, it is not. You I pay her. Hey, I, I pay her too. Also, I pay her like any old employee. She does yeah. not get like she thirty days. Then she can get sick pay one week or one year. Then she gets vacation pay. She's if she's here. She gets paid. If she's not here, she's not being paid. This guy's like Mussolini here. <laughs> Tough, bro. Well, that's good, though. You know, it's good in a way. But w- my main point there is you're not bringing your wife in to work for peanuts. Oh, he just brought his wife. No, 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 no. Would you? Would your wife work for, you know, $6 an hour? Heck no. She's no. going to want to get paid. And I'm sure she was. He, she, he had to match or beat her pay at the other job. Well, that's what I, and that's what it was. Is And, you know, that's. Yeah. What it came down less. because we, you know, we also ex- we're living with her, with what she was making at her old job. So right, exactly. It's not like I can't just not pay her. Exactly. So now you got to find funds. Yep. To afford her. Yep. But if you have more time for business development, that's exactly what you can do. Right. And or turn jobs quicker so you can bring more jobs in. It should be a balance between the two. Right. Um, the, the office stuff. I always say the office stuff just doesn't make it. It makes them. It keeps the money flowing, but it doesn't make the money. But if you don't have it, you're not going to get any money. Yeah, you you've had years now since you've been in business and learned the hard way. There's not enough time in a day to focus on growth, business development, taking more jobs on which you can now because you're doing every single solitary aspect: purchasing, setup, organizing, shipping, receiving, putting out fires, making supply runs. Uh, researching the internet, cleaning, actual upholstery work, social media, fielding calls, walk-ins, and the list goes on and on. On and on. Just and that's around. why you've had no chance at expansion, no chance at growth, no chance to take on more work, because when are you supposed to do this? Is it going to be a 36-hour day where you can get it all done? No, ex- exactly. That's 36, that's actually the number I, I said the other day. I was like, man, if we can just have 36 hours, that'd yeah. be pretty awesome. All right, now... Put your defenses down for me, pride on the shelf, that whole nine. And if you do a deep dive into your brain and you're being completely truthful, what stopped you 
for all these years from taking the plunge and bringing in a helper to alleviate some of this? I I mean, I guess you could say as a as a craftsman, like what car to help? What what type of helper? Whatever you like, just want your wife in. What stops you from bringing someone in like her? Well, her I want office side. I was more. I always have that like giving up my fi- like the financial side of the business and really trusting somebody with all the finances of the business. Yeah, that one. That one kind of pretty much scares me in doing that. And I mean, I know fear, fear of trust. Yeah, fear of trust really with with finances and stuff. Because I mean, this this that's pretty big and heavy. Um, that one in there. And when it comes down to like in the shop, it's you know, cust- you've 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 built a reputi- reputation of this quality work, and you just want that quality to come out every time and even if you teach somebody like it's 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 very difficult because you wanted to go out exactly how you wanted to go out and then you just you don't like it when it doesn't go out how you want it to go out right so, so it's a fear of losing control and a fear another fear two two for one special fear of losing that control and then fear of putting out an inferior product to potentially damage your reputation right okay so we got three fears going here and the yeah. biggest fear which is probably tucked down deep inside there is, oh my dear God, if I spend another X, Y, Z dollars a week, how in the world am I going to make it? Yeah. Right? Because I'm, yeah. I mean, you're paying your wife now and she hasn't lifted a wrench. If you go out and pay somebody else to lift that, now you got two salaries to cover. So that puts what? Puts more pressure on you to go out and get more work, bring in more business, find better deals, raise your prices. All these things are fear-based. And, I mean, going from two to four, that's going to be a tough jump. So, I got I mean, three. two to three right now. And I'm, one extra mouth to feed. I'm interested in, I'm possibly, I'm, con- I'm, I'm jumping around on four. It's really just dependent on what kind, because there's two types of shop help, really. There's the novice help, younger, probably most likely the younger guy, doesn't know anything about upholstery but knows his way around a car but is willing to learn has a really good work ethic and you can train him you know how you want him but then that takes time as well to train him and then there's more of the master side someone who knows what they're doing which is way harder to find in this industry in itself more expensive and way more expensive and it helps because they help get the bigger jobs done but I've done both of them, so I know both ass spectrums of it. Because I've hired, I've hired guys, I've hired the big butt guys, which, and I've hired the the low apprentice guys that know nothing, um, and I've trained them to start learning sewing and doing sewing stuff like that too. So it's it's just they're totally different aspects. All right. So now that you've seen the rewards of bringing your wife in. I mean, it's going to be even harder now because it'll be an additional mouth like we discussed. What has to happen for you to take that plunge? I don't know, really. That's that's where... When's the last time you raised your rates? Ooh, that one's actually been a while. I think that's been probably a year, really. Well, 
have you seen that little thing called inflation? Yeah, I have. Cost of living that's been skyrocketing. You'd be the only person on the planet. I know, I know. That has I'm only $5 under hourly rate than the other upholstery shop that's around here. Well, so I have, I, I don't know. I was thinking about putting, adding $5 to it because they're at, they're at $5. They're at $125. we are at $120. Okay, but what is $5 going to do for you? Are you better than the other shop? The, I mean, custom-wise, yeah. I mean, they don't even do any custom work. Okay, they do all so contract. for the normal stuff, Oops. charge what you're charging. For the custom stuff, charge a lot more. That's true. The people that want custom, are they looking to pay stock? No. Okay. So there's another XYZ dollars a week or a month that you could bring in on custom stuff, and you're not going to lose the business. They're not going to lose it for $25, $30 an hour or more. But, I mean, $125 an hour is a pretty damn good rate. No matter what, I mean that's pretty darn good. That's what I figured. Yeah, you're not, you know, you're by no stretch cheap. There's m most guys are probably under that. Well, that's a, see, that's the thing with upholstery though, because I see I, I categorized it. I categorized this the other day when you asked me to to figure out some things, and I realized something about like upholsterers, right? So there's basically like three three types of upholsterers out there. Really, there's a single upholsterer who's kind of like a 1099 guy who is working mainly for one singular hot rod shop. He's got a hot rod shop. He's still his own business. He can be on Instagram as so-and-so uh, customs, Lake Life Customs or whatever. And he, But he does basically all this one hot, hot rod shop's upholstery. And then there's like the single, more self-employed upholsterer who's just doing... He is his own business. He's got his own shop and he is doing it just all by himself. Maybe he has a helper, but he's mainly just doing it by himself and he's got his customer base. And because you can make a really good, you can make a really good, decent living just doing custom work all by yourself. And then you have kind of like an upholstery shop owner. Upholstery shop to me is more the in and out stuff, the dealership stuff, the seat repairs, the leather kits, all that stuff is upholstery stuff, upholstery shop stuff. It's easily trainable. It's, you can get more labor force at it because it's not as intensive, intention to detail yeah. and it's more in and out stuff. And that's more of like, and in and out is what you need for business. If you are actually trying to like grow and as a business, you need stuff moving in and out. And the problem with custom stuff is it just doesn't move fast enough. I mean, you can charge thirty thousand, forty thousand dollars for an interior, and you're like, you know, oh my gosh, that's so expensive. I'm paying all this for just an interior. Yeah, you pay thirty thousand dollars, but guess what? It took two months, three months to do it for one guy. Right. I mean, custom guys are always going to be willing to pay custom. That's why there are custom jobs out there. Right. Yeah. But in the end, that as as one trimmer, I mean, you're just getting paid to to live at that point, live at least a comfortable life. I mean, you're not getting rich off of. You're not getting rich off it. No. You're not getting rich. You're you're just you're not doing it for the money. You're doing Which is it another, because you love it. There's another great reason to hire somebody else. So while you're working the custom, they can turn and burn the seats, the kits, the repair. That's where I've been really going. The repaired to. furniture. Right. That's where I've been going to. That's why. That's why I kind of said like I'm. Uh, I'm more. I'm kind of because I. This whole year has been a really big growth year for me and in, in self development, personal self development, and like, 
you know, I'm 34 years old. It's like, dude, I'm pretty, I'm young and I've got the rest of my life ahead of me. It's like, do you know, do I really want to do this the rest of my life? Do I really want to do these ins and outs? Do I really want to own this type of business? Like, there's a lot of stress that comes along with this. Like we've already said, you know, helping my wife coming in, helping in took a lot of stress off me, but there's just, you, there's not enough time in the day. It's like for the amount of money I make, man, I could do a lot of jobs out there and make the exact same money. I won't have the same freedoms, but money wise, I can do the exact same thing. You'd have so, more freedoms. You could, you'll be done at five. Yeah, exactly. It, it, that's what I always go say. Go to the gym, go home and take a nap, then go to work. Yeah, exactly. And the weekends don't have to work them. I mean, I've worked every Saturday the last you know two months, and I've worked some Sundays and stuff, and putting in seven, seven, fourteen days, twenty one days straight. And well, that's not you voluntarily sent me some of your notes over the years. You sent them to me recently at my request to to help me really try to get in your head a little bit. You told me you did the notes and sent them to me. Let me let me see some, and you sent them, which are great. I have to say, I love them. Thanks. The best way I could put it is that it's business goals mixed with running numbers on profitability, mixed with emotions, mixed with motivation, mixed with um, talking about being a great dad every day, then workout goals and just everything. Work, personal. You get what you put in, how you act, how you talk to people. All those things that are in your notes is way more important, you know, ethically mentality wise than what you turn out for your job yeah. but you know if you can harness all those things you want to do into just going for it and doing it you know you could be living a lot easier because there's a lot of strain and stress on you not having enough time in a day not being completely as liquid financially as you'd like to be right yeah you said to me a while ago, you wanted to start a podcast and you had more goals and different things you wanted to do. You can't do them when there's not enough time in a day. You no, can't be Jonathan Goolsby living a better life, which I'm sure he is with a, you know, I think it was a 12 or 13 or 14 person shop doing it the way you're doing it now. That does not mean just go haphazardly and hire the world. And, you know, there's got to be a, a steady growth to it. Um, you know, do you, out of left field, do you paint? Are you painting no, too? No. I what about bringing him. a painter into your shop, subbing out a section of the shop to the him to him? So I have a painter. He's in town, and I've I everything I everything I need painted, I get I get him to do it. Okay, but he's working for himself, not working for you. Right. Okay. Does he? If maybe he's battling with the same things you are. It's hey, come work for me. I'm going to pay you X Y Z dollars an hour. You could turn around and leave at the end of the day. We've we've talked about it a few times. Yeah, we've talked about it a few times. Like. Like I'll get him work and just even get a little commission off of it. You know, I got you the job. Of course, everybody does and, that, and right? I just can get a little commission off of it, and there you go. Right. He gives the rate, and, but he, it, as a result of you bringing it to him, his margins are smaller. But get but he doesn't have to go out and get the work, right? And bring bringing him in house completely and letting him work under your umbrella, he's probably going to make more money. Because what? He's probably struggling, like most of these shops are. The same struggles you're having. Bring him under your umbrella, pay him whatever the hell he wants to get paid, and then your margins go up because now it's in-house and it's under your umbrella. Yes, your costs go up, but if he's if he's got a little bit of work there steady, 
bringing them in is another revenue stream and you're going to take the profits. Paint is one thing I don't like. I don't like touching it because paint has to do with EPA. Like as a business for business-wise, tax-wise, all that stuff. It doesn't have to be paint specifically. Yeah, I know. I know what you're talking about. It could be garbage disposal, adding audio revenue to your business. I tried audio for a while. I mean, and you know, I was bringing an audio guy and stuff like that and- yeah, I tried that one because that that just incorporates to me with upholstery. I mean, it's all inside a vehicle. It's all exactly. Interior. Yeah, so yeah. something like that could be like just it's just a revenue stream idea. That's all it is. Could be any it's something I really want to do. Yeah. So do you you go back to your notes a lot? Does it help you? Does it- all dude going back when you asked me to go through them and I got to go through them back in there? That was actually I realized I haven't. I ha- I just keep going page by page every single day and. That was the first time I've actually gone through, and it was like, you know, I see something, I'm like, man, you know, I wrote that down here as a goal. Yeah, I did that. I completed that. I, I need to check that off. I didn't even realize that I completed a goal that I tried to that because I'm one of those people. I, I'll, I'll if I write it down, I remember, and I can subconsciously just remember. All I gotta do is write it down. You write it down once, and I'm like, wow, I did that. And I go through, I'm like, wow, I did that too. Oh, wow, I'm actually, you know, achieving and accomplishing some of the, a lot of the stuff that I've set out to do and then then i go through and like oh well i totally forgot about this one i'm gonna i'm gonna bring this one back up i'm gonna bring this back up front and then we got to revisit this because now that i actually have there's not enough time in the day but i've completed it's it's so helpful towards once in a while like you said giving yourself a little pat on the back oh i did that holy cow and also it's an invigorator really invigorates you sometimes and makes you feel good and gives you a little bit of motivation uh you know, at various points reading through old stuff. So my assessment, you know, before we started the podcast, I'll just read it. A new helper to start, not a, you know, not someone that's going to cost you a fortune. And you can get that guy next, but get a helper that's someone you can teach, take some tasks off, bring in more jobs. Once that helper is comfortable, you can give them little things like sewing up a, you know, a stool or, fixing a tear, whatever the case, you know, I don't know these things, whatever it is you guys do, that's easy. Give it to the damn helper. So you could do more custom, raise your custom rates above normal rates. That's insane. And, um, you know, obviously maybe Monica is enough and takes enough duties away from both you and Brent. And then the helper comes in and now you're exponentially more efficient than you were two months ago when nobody was there, when it was just you and Brent. Um, you know, you going back to the raise your prices. That's my point number two. You're slammed. You're always busy. Your customers like you, right? So raise your yeah. prices and get what you're worth. And then number three, because we're both prayerful guys, continue to pray, work hard on expanding, and just be yourself. Faith being, you know, the biggest component, and you you have that in spades. So you're going to be fine. Yeah, I've been I've been thinking about the what it's going to be happening probably here soon because right now we're in the summer. You know, my kids they're at the shop with us, so. When my kids go back to school and my wife can actually like, I feel focused a lot more in the office. Cause right now she's even, she's doing amazing. She does. She's a superhero. Yeah. That in life easy. Yeah. And when the kids are there, like my son's sick today. So you know what you, it's more attention to them. And that's the first thing we have to do anyway. That's our first priority. And I mean, they're good kids. So, I mean, they're really not that bad. At, here at the shop they're really actually pretty good i got them doing school work they build legos all the time they'll come out and help me and stuff How like old? that so uh seven and six 
Nice. You could put them to work too. You'll be surprised. Oh, I put them to work. Oh, I they organized. I got a thing. snow cone machine out here. They had a whole snow cone business going, and That's my awesome. daughter just surprised me with her how she was thinking. She's like, "Oh yeah, so we're gonna have split jobs. We're gonna um, one person's gonna take the money and talk to the customer and get the orders, and the other person is going to give the snow cones and make the snow cones." And then we're just going to take the money at the end and we're going to split it between us. I'm like, babe, you think about it all by yourself? She's like, yeah. That's like, awesome. Wow. That's good. Six. That's good stuff. Hey, it's better than fast food restaurants that touch the money and serve the money at the same time. <laughs> yeah. You know? All right, let's close with some fun here. Um, so we'll put you on the NC Shop Talk rapid fire hot seat. First question is a serious one and I haven't asked it in a while. Who's better looking, me or Phil Cato? Uh, you. Thank you. See, finally. I can only get a man to say it. I can't get a woman, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite ice cream flavor? Oh, that's a tough one between cookies and cream and pecan praline. All right. Pe- cookies and cream has been like all-time, old-time favorite. Always my favorite. Pecan praline, out. Caramel and some pecans, oof. I thought yeah. Southerners said pecan. No, pecan. Pecan, pecan, I don't know. You got a Who problem knows? with some of your Southerners. I don't know, man. It's pecan. Can all right. Um, Mount Rushmore trimmers. How many people are on Mount Rushmore? Is it four? <laughs> four. It's four people. All right. Uh, you definitely got to have Bucks. You got to have Shannon. Oh man. Yeah, there's some Russian people out there, guys. Oh, those Russians are naughty. Russian and and also um. The Andre guy is Brit- British. British guys. British guys are their VW work is 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 amazing. Um, who's uh Brent Parker? I love his stuff. Me too. I was, Australia. Gonna, I was gonna say Brent when you not that he's British, obviously, but uh, you know, he's Australian, but he's he's incredible. And then um, uh, Voss man, Voss is Voss is really stellar too. Yeah, that's a stellar four. That really is. Okay, an event on your bucket list. That you have to attend and attend it soon. We're an event. Event. That's a tough one because I don't. I don't do a lot of events. Really, I'm so boring. I like just being at my house, staying at my house, and but there's nowhere you're like. Oh, I gotta go to a Barrett Jackson before, you know, before long. Or I have places like Italy. I really want to go to Italy. Agreed. I really want to go to Italy. That's a bucket list. Yeah, this is an event. The kids this were older. Event. Not that they couldn't handle it, but I just want to go there and eat and relax and not have to you know, be a dad the whole time. Yeah. All right, what's your dream car? Skyline, man. 2002. All right. What would Skyline you GCR. More motor Nothing. than anything else or? Nothing. I just want a stock GTR V-Spec. I would do the interior. Leave the car stock. Well, okay. I'd lower it. I'd lower it. Maybe put a bigger turbo tuning. I'm going to do anything, but I'll lower it, put a <laughs> turbo yeah. and bigger rims. I don't know about eh, maybe some 18s, some nice 18s. All right. So we got from nothing to three main things. Okay. Beach vacation or a lake house? Ooh, beach. Okay. Agreed. I'm scared of lakes. They have alligators. I forgot that I wrote this. A country you want to visit. Italy. Done. Okay. Italy. Every time. That and more. Right, uh, growing up your teenage crush. Teenage Crest, uh, Britney Spears, Christine Aguilera. Got it. Do you have a favorite Bible verse? 
not, I mean, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, flipping forth the fourth earth and mean. I mean, that's it on his wrist right now. I have it on my arm. Actually, go figure. I have Philippians 4 17 on my arm because I'm dyslexic and I wrote it down wrong on my <laughs> piece of paper when I designed the tattoo. And it's a tattoo now? And it's a tattoo, man. And I've asked so many tattoo artists, like, hey, you know, can you just can you just turn the seven into a three for me, please? No one's ever done it for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's freaking great. I can't believe that happened. Yeah, no, uh, for Dylan with the baseball stuff, and I get targeted on Instagram and Facebook all the time with all the ads, and I saw these bracelets, and one of them was no excuses. And I've been telling him since a little, what are excuses for? Losers, daddy. Yeah. I make a custom one that says that, but he had the no excuses. Nobody cares, work harder. Uh, Art of homage? Huh? Art of homage? Is I don't know. What it, no, it's not that. Something else, but it's baseball. Yeah. Specific site. And they have baseball bracelets, all this stuff. And uh, the Philippians 413 was on there. So I got them all. That's awesome. The, the, the little sayings, some, you know, things I've been telling them since he's little. Yeah. And mixed in the uh, Philippians one. So he wears it everywhere. Awesome. He loves it. I tell my kids every night they're champions. And I say, why are we champions? And it's because Boland's never quit. Oh, I like that. Yeah. One of this says never quit. Teach them, teach them the one that I said. Two things. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, but you always try to win. Yes. And then the other one, excuses are for losers. Those are my two favorites. Um, like that. Yeah. Favorite fast food? I hate fast food. It, I have gut problems, but if I had to go out like fast, fast food, American fast food, I'm going to take Wendy's. Okay. Would you rather fire off some rounds, ride around in a jet ski, or sit at the beach and do nothing? Jet ski. Okay. I like firing off I thought the rounds were going to win. Dude, I love firing off rounds. I got a bunch of guns. It's just, it's too expensive. It's expensive habit. It's too expensive to fire. Dollar, dollar, dollar. It is. That's all I see going out of the chamber is just, there's a dollar. There's a dollar. And then five minutes later, you're like, well, I spent $25. That was fun. Yeah. All right. You made about 653 entries into the NC Auto Interior (laughs) of the Year contest. I love how you put yourself out there. Uh, I'm winning this year, Mal. I'm going to do it. I was like, what the heck is going on here? They're going to get 1,200. is your best work? Uh, the one that I didn't even get to enter. Why? Uh, because it was a steam. I mean, it's a story, but bottom I'll, line. I'll go too long. I, don't, I won't go too long in the story. Quick quick story about it is, is the build was under a quote-unquote build manager that didn't manage anything. And then it didn't really get done. And I wasn't able, like, I finished it. I finished my stuff. Okay, good. But when I went down to finish putting the interior together, I couldn't even put one of the doors on because the body was sitting on a lift and I couldn't even open the door. And the body was supposed to be on a cab and actually wow. going to SEMA that the next day. And it wasn't. So. That would have been that would have been the best. Wow! What kind of high the, the highlighter square body the four door four door square body that's that's on my Instagram. It's got the Porsche acid green interior. That would be that's the best thing that's come out of here. Okay. So far. I love that truck. I love that interior. I'm looking at it right now as I talk to you about it. Mm. 
I've seen a few things too, and we'll definitely close with this one. Um, I've seen a few things, watched, and I've learned a lot, especially from you know the guys that I'm real close with and mentioned their names a million times. But I've seen that you've done diamond seatback patterns. I've seen that you've stitched your own steering wheels. Yeah. You've done embossing. Yeah. All these things take a boat ton of time. Yeah. Are you profitable enough on that time? Or is it better to send out the embossing to high class customs, send out this diamond seatback patterns to New Vision and you know, sub it out to Chewy. Chewy, just send them back to me. Um, stitching up your own steering wheels by hand, sending out send them out to the steering wheel art guy. Why are you spending that kind of time for something that's probably not paying? Maybe there's two or three things you could sneak out, sub out, and let somebody else do it. CNC panels, I've started I've started going out with those, and I know you and me have talked about CNC machines, and I'm still I'm still thinking about one of those because you know if I spend a thousand dollars a month shipping out CNC panels, I'd rather just spend a thousand dollars a month on a payment for a CNC for a CNC machine, and then then you just monetize it. And let right new stuff exactly, and then I can make money off of it. And so I'm still that one. I am sending out. The only time I actually have to hand stitch them is you know I do gun safes for TK422 designs here in Newberry, and the only time is every now and again for him I have to because he wants it, you know, around a logo and all that stuff. Yeah, I have to do it, but otherwise I I try to not do those anymore. Yeah, I always liked doing them. Because I was like, to me, that's part of the craft. Like, right, the craft. If you, you got do it by hand and you're good, like that's the craftsman side of it. But yes, profitability. It's, What's the smarter ways to use your time and profitability? Period. Not doing stewing. That's right. straight. Steel, I can tell you right now, I've never, I've, <laughs> I've never examined one of your steering wheels. There's no way in hell you're going to be that much better than steering wheel art. And what he charges is probably going to save you. How many hours take you to do a steering wheel? I do them in three. Okay. What could you do with three hours? You just said you know time of the day. I could do a lot of things in three hours. Okay. Awesome. Me too. Like take a nap, you know. I needed a nap today. A nap would have been great. A nippy nap instead of the steering wheel. It's perfect. Win-win. That is true. But listen, to do. just some different ideas. That was like my closing statement to think about subbing things out, even though it's usually traditionally, hey, the more you could do in the in-house better, but not for everything. There's a couple things like just freaking do it. You're going to do it better than me. And I can, you know, keep my eyes on the prize with the rest of the stuff. You send out that steering wheel and just like, you know, $20 shipping each way. It's freaking liberating. I don't have to do it. Holy cow. My hands aren't going to be bleeding. I'm not going to be as tired or as aggravated. And guess what? When it comes in, it comes in. I just, oh, I see, I actually got to get your vendors you send to, to commit to times. How long is this going to take? You'll have it back in two weeks. Figure on three. Because you got you know you got to commit to you got to commit to builders being on time. Those people. Well, that's impossible. That's impossible. You got to have a little leeway with your time because you can't control other people. Oh, absolutely. Well, listen, dude, this was awesome. I think I'm. Well, I don't think I'm hoping everyone really gets to relate to what you're going through because everyone's going through it. Or a good segment, the vast majority of the segment of the industry is going through this very thing. And most of you guys don't make enough. Your margins probably aren't where they should be most of the time. Not all the time, most of the time. 
and there's there's ways around it and there's ways to get better, but everyone's business is different. Maybe you could sub out a steering wheel, but somebody else can't. Okay. You know, uh, who knows? It, it, kind of a weird example, but every shoe doesn't fit. Everyone's got to have a little bit of leeway. Everyone's business is different. The way they do things is different. Right now, you have a huge blessing in Monica being there helping you. Not everyone's going to have that either. So they can't trust somebody. They got no choice. So free up your time other ways. Maybe they need to sub out more. But if you're listening out there, hope it's a help. Let us know. Give us some feedback on it. And, uh, you know, thanks so much for coming on with me. Yeah, man. I appreciate it. I really thank you for, uh, for having me on here. Good stuff, buddy. Thanks for listening in today, everybody. If you learned something new and liked what you heard, make sure to subscribe for more NC Shop Talk. Do me a favor and help us grow this sucker. Share this show on your social media feeds and with anyone else who'd love to hear it. Thanks for giving us a listen. And until next time, remember to get out there and make it happen.